is Moni Singh and welcome back to our teaching STEM podcast and the video series. Today I want to talk to the STEMers out there. You know who you are, but I'm going to explain uh, who I'm talking with today. And I want to talk about the top three mistakes that I see the STEMers out there make as you think about starting your STEM classes. So, um, we're going to do this a little bit differently. So first of all, we know, so you are the stemmer right there, right? This, this, the starry faced eyes and sparkling, you know that you have a mission. You really, really, really want to um, impact the lives of the children around you. Um, you're perhaps a teacher, um, right? And you are, um, you have been assigned to offer STEM classes, perhaps on a rotation. Maybe you are a science teacher and you want to incorporate STEM into what you're doing. Uh, you may be an entrepreneurial parent and you want to just spend more time with your kids, just doing different things and teaching them all about STEM and giving them experiences and all the wonderful world out there because you may have experienced STEM, you work in STEM. So it's it's so much that can happen, but you know the person you are, right? You feel that passion, the energy, that if only I could show the science and engineering in a different way to the kids, and it will be so fascinating because they'll learn differently, they'll create more experiences, really start to feel the real wonders of science, technology, and engineering. So that's, you are the stemmer out there, right? And you want to do all those wonderful things. Um, so, what happens is that I've seen people like you, stemmers out there, like me actually, fall into three different biggest mistakes that I've seen seen us make. And I want to talk about that today. First of all, why? Like, how do I know about these three mistakes? So um, I have been teaching STEM uh, to children as well as to teachers who teach children, right? So I've been training teachers, um, um, uh, professionals, uh, educate you know, uh, entrepreneurs who want to start getting and providing classes to children. And I've also been in classrooms with children. So I have been doing that for over a decade. And before that, and I don't want to date myself too much, but I have um, uh, more decades of experience actually in uh, the um, in the corporate side doing STEM making products, you know, uh, computer side, uh, delivering um, hardware, like internet to homes and so on and so forth. So, and that's how I know that there are those three mistakes out there. So let's get started. The very first one I see people do is the belief, belief. And I want you to really think about this because um, I have to watch there for the spelling when you write like this. Okay, belief. We have limiting beliefs sometimes in our own mind, right? Um, Many times you feel like uh, if you're a teacher, you might be thinking, yes, I'm trained in teaching science, I can do mathematics, but I just don't know how to bring it all together, making it this integrated way of bringing STEM to students. Um, if you are a parent um, or maybe you know somebody who practices STEM right now and you may feel like yes I'm great at what I do right I can go and do my research or I can make these products for this big company that I work for and um, but I just don't know how to relay all of this stuff right this this complex stuff to to children and uh, and that's one piece and the other pieces I just don't know how to deal with children. So we have all these limiting beliefs in our mind that I cannot do it. So one thing I want everyone to do is actually get off your chairs, wherever you are, 
and um and um, i um, i remember that um, i was looking at a, um, a video from uh, jim quick so jim quick is a brain brain coach imagine that brain coach so he is a, a great person who helps all these you know um, celebrities extend their brain power because in, to uh, get more and more um, tap into more and more potential of our own brains so let me we are going to do a quick exercise uh, just to bring the point home okay so we're going to stand up and um, uh, take your right hand um, bring it to, uh, to your front and then just try to without moving your feet just try to rotate your arm and see as far as as far as far back as you can go okay and as you're doing that make a note of you know how far you're able to go um, just imagine like a point that okay this is how far i reached with my arm bring your arm back and put it down and this now um leave your arm down and just close your eyes okay now we're just going to imagine with the power of the mind okay to do the same thing rotating our arms and now we're going to imagine that we're able to rotate and bring it to a full circle a full circle okay this is only your mind so keep doing that you can you're bringing your arm and you're doing the full circle you did it once now let's start again we're doing the second time go all the way around awesome let's do it the third time and now we can try to do it even faster okay fourth fifth awesome all right you can open your eyes now and just uh, now let's go back and take our arms out just the way we did it the first time and this time physically with your arms now try to rotate um take it all the way back and see as far as you can go all right now this time note how far will you able to go now i don't know what you experienced but i would love to know so please please leave comments below um when i did this exercise for the first time I actually saw my my arms move quite a bit. I mean, they went quite a bit further out. Jim Quick, when he does these exercises, he has seen 25 to 30 percent increase in the amount of rotation that people were able to accomplish. So what happened? What changed? Right? Did we all of a sudden, some, uh, all of a sudden, uh, gain a lot of elasticity in our body? Not really. It was just elasticity in our own brains, right? We actually were able to tap into this and we broke that belief in our mind by doing this exercise mentally, imagining it and being able to stretch it a little bit more. So that's the power of belief. Now, um, I want to also tell the story of um, Roger Bannister. Roger Bannister. Now, um, in the mid 19 so this is mid 1950s, um, there was this uh, belief out there um, that no one can run a mile in more than uh, in under four minutes no one can run a mile in under four minutes roger bannister is the first one first athlete runner to break that record now the belief actually went beyond just a just a belief it actually people truly uh, believe that the human body is not capable of running that fast or um, to to withstand that kind of a stress to be able to run a mile in under four minutes so you would literally damage your body if you even did that that was the kind of belief roger bannister broke that belief and not only that so that happened but here is the more powerful thing that happened after that in the next um, um years decades that followed after roger had broken that record 
thousands of other athletes, runners, were able to walk um, a mile in under four minutes. Think about it. What changed again? Just a belief, right? Human race did not suddenly become evolved to just become stronger runners. No, the belief got broken. And then there was a new belief established that said, yep, that's possible. You can run a mile in under four minutes. So remember, this is the most powerful thing that you can do for yourself is belief. Okay, so if you have limiting beliefs in your mind, first of all, get, get them out. And um, I know I talked about this that um, you, you do in one of my previous videos about uh, the how we get stuck in the house sometimes, right? And that's the next piece, knowledge. So going to the next mistake that people have is now the knowledge part, right? So when we're trying to do something new, of course, we want to soak all in and okay, there we go, I can squeeze it in probably knowledge right so um we want to try to learn as much as possible because we have to you know we're trying to counter that belief of oh i can i do it so i'm trying to learn everything now here is where the problem happens first of all we get into this mindset of almost boiling the ocean right because there's never a situation where you can learn it all never so what happens is that the moment we get get into this okay let me learn let me learn let me know there is no end to that unless you have you kind of start to implement that at the same time as well so there are two things in here number one remember in this today's digital world the connected world almost anything that you want to do there's probably somebody who's already done that so you already have answers and you have a way to fast track your learning or your ability to reach your end goal so your end goal be, uh, means meaning that you want to work with the children to provide them uh, experiences so that these children have these great wonderful experiences that they can carry into their life and cre create the knowledge and the learning um, for future now with that end goal in the mind how do you fast track to get to that point where you're actually being with the children delivering them? And oftentimes I've seen people spend so much time in this cycle right here, just acquiring knowledge, acquiring knowledge, trying to write lesson plans and so on and so forth. And they get mired into this, this thing right here. And so many times people are not able to break out of the cycle at all to actually do the thing that you really wanted to do. So what do you do um, to come out of the cycle? Really, I mean, again, there's there's a lot that's already done before you. So just go seek out the experts who've already done this, get the information from them, and then use it, right? Because you want to get to your end goal. Think about it. Right? Human evolution, as a race, we have evolved because at some point in time, people who were trying to live together said, "Hey." All of us don't need to go, you know, sow the seeds to uh, farm, um, you know, get um, get food. Um, some of you, some of the people can do that part, the farming and growing the food. But while others who have more time on their hands now, now they can go and create more other specializations, right? Maybe we can start figuring out how to build homes, um, bedroom homes. Uh, maybe we can start figuring out how to. Um, um, you know, have our uh, feeder cattle or um, arts, you know, getting some more enhancements going in the space of arts and um, making things more beautiful and more getting ornaments going. So that's how the human race evolved. So let's leverage that, right? Don't try to do it all yourself. That is a sure, short way to 
um, just extend your you know the timing of when you reach your end your end goal um, so you can fast track that right of course given decades and uh, the amount of time you invest into anything yes you can get there but there's a way to fast track that right so you can make that happen number two when you do so sticking with the knowledge part itself when you do get that knowledge from from the experts again you don't need to go and pour down and learn everything in one go right there's a very it's very powerful to learn a little implement it learn a little implement it and that with the knowledge is a lot more sticky you are part of the process as you are teaching the kids and then they can also you know be part of all that and you start to create that impact which actually creates the momentum for you as well um i tell people that you really want to be maybe two chapters ahead of where your children are so if you are teaching children learn two chapters ahead and then begin your classes okay and then keep going forward while you're still working with the children on the topics you learned two chapters ago all right so um just to bring one more example on the knowledge front because it's so important um i remember i was working with um uh, with a person i'm not going to name names and um she came to us and she wanted to um you know begin uh, offering stem stem classes in her in her community and uh, she she was a she was a teacher she she had just completed her phd and um she she was all gung ho she wanted to really get started but then uh, there was this thought about you know what i can i can do it by myself and she went back and um took another year to try to figure out the answers for herself to write the lesson plans and to do all the things and then she came back after a year said hey you know what yeah i know i can do it but i think i have a short i want to take the shortcut route so i can really really start making an impact i know i this this is my gift i can be with the kids and i can make things happen for them and then she actually came and um you know uh, took the knowledge that we had developed uh, to start implementing that so again um make sure that you do find the experts in your space rather than trying to do everything by yourself so that's number 2 number 3 is selling selling this is so important now i know that if the teachers out there you're probably saying oh selling doesn't apply to me no 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 it does so please just uh, stay tuned for a little bit longer now here is what what happens number one the moment we think about the word selling we're like oh my god this is like some icky stuff right i cannot imagine myself selling no 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 and i know that i get it it's it, it selling has this icky feeling because of the the movies that we've seen and the cheesiness of uh, the way it has been portrayed in the uh, in the popular media and we get that feeling that okay you know this is something not so good but i want you to really think deeper about this aspect you know you have something really valuable that you can offer uh to your students uh to your community and there is there is no other way to communicate that then they act off you know letting people know that you have something that you can really truly believe in and you can really make an impact um because remember there's no osmosis of thoughts happening here right it's not that you can get your thought out to the uh, uh to the atmosphere and then other people get to know oh yeah you know so and so is offering so and so is able to get things done I want to give an example from a, a blockbuster, right? Blockbuster, the the huge bookstore, and you see like aisles and aisles of new books and um, in the store. Um, 
80% of the books that you see in, in Blockbuster um, have not even sold 1,000 copies. Not even 1,000 copies. So this whole aspect of build it and people will come, not necessarily. You do have to be out there telling people that this is the great value that you're providing and this is this is how you can really make an impact. Now, I want you to think about the, um, whenever you get this feeling about selling as icky, think about what disservice do you do to the students, to the children that you can really make a difference for by not, by not offering your classes and your services, okay? Very important. So there is that aspect that you have to embrace, okay? You have to embrace to really come out of this, um, uh, to really get your gifts out and uh, provide to the world. Uh, Jamie Kurlima, I have to tell tell her story in, at this point in time. She is the first female CEO of L'Oreal. Um, first female CEO. And you know, on Forbes, she's like the, um, the richest self-made woman. Now, she figured out a solution for her own skin troubles. Um, and she found that solution, right? And she knew deep inside her that this is something that can really, really, really help lots of other people out there who are dealing with similar skin conditions. Now, if she had not taken her calling and actually went out to tell people about the solution that she just created, wouldn't that be a problem? Think about it. Wouldn't that be a problem? So we have to be out there telling the people who we can serve, because remember, selling is nothing but serving, serving. And you got to be able to get this out to the people that you can really serve and make a difference in their lives. So, um, so that's it, folks. Those are the three biggest mistakes that I see people make, stemmers make, as they think about beginning their STEM classes. And before I end the point on selling, I do want to get back to the teachers, right? So if you are out there thinking, oh, I don't need to do any selling, um, you are in a position where many times you, um, you have this brilliant idea, right? You want to make something happen. Now you do have to do some internal selling, taking that messaging, taking that uh, that that out to your peers, to your uh, principal, to your district leaders, administrators, to let them know that this is all the wonderful things that you can really achieve, and here is why it will make a big big difference. Because those students, if you have a student that your students in your first grade, they will be in the first grade only for that one year. So if if that year when if let's say they're learning about gravity in their science class and you knew an excellent way to really bring that point home right and to connect that learning of gravity with uh, how do airplanes stay up in the air how do they go up against gravity and you can really create experiences surrounding that isn't that a sticky learning that you want for your children and if you knew that if you had knew that you had that power to to bring that knowledge home for the young children, won't you do that? And if that meant reaching out to your principals, to your district leaders, to let them know that you can make this change, why not? Why not? So, watch out for those three big mistakes. The belief, okay? Whatever limiting beliefs you have in your mind, you got to start really knocking them down. Number two, 
knowledge don't fall into that knowledge trap find the experts and when you do find the experts you get the knowledge from them start implementing okay remember knowledge is potential power potential power you got to execute to really really create the right set of values with that knowledge number three sell is service you are providing your services there's no harm no embarrassment and no nothing in trying to reach out to the people around you the people who can who you can really impact and letting them know about the services that you're providing all right everyone i hope this was helpful take care and have a great rest of the day